Hello and welcome. You're listening to a special edition of Arizona's News Roundup. I'm your host, Taylor Kinnerup, Managing Editor here at KTAR. Behind the board is editor and producer Kate Orta. Today, I sit down with KTAR senior reporter Jim Cross to discuss a story he'll never forget. This week, Arizona and much of the world will stop to honor the 10-year anniversary since the Yarnell Fire that took the lives of 19 Granite Mountain hotshot firefighters. Jim's been covering fires in the Valley for more than two decades and covering wildfires across the country for even longer than that. He spent years getting to know and sharing the stories of these brave first responders. There are a few people in the world that Jim Cross respects more than a hotshot firefighter. So that's why I'm honored to have gotten to sit down and hear his memories from this heartbreaking tragedy. Here's a little of that conversation. So can you tell us, for somebody who's never heard of the Arnell Fire, what happened? The fire started, it was lightning strike, days before. It was honestly, it was a, you know, all fires have potential to be bad, but this one really did not stand out in any way. They were in this canyon fighting the fire. There was a thunderstorm about 25 or 30 miles away, and a dramatic wind shift turned the wind back onto them, forced them. It was a horseshoe canyon, and they were at kind of the opening of it. It forced them all the way into the back of the canyon. They had no way to get out, and the fire, that, that canyon basically turned into a cauldron, and the fire burned around 2,000 degrees, which is you know a little bit hotter than a standard wildfire. They tried to deploy their shelters. They didn't work. Uh, that temperature shelters are, it's your last line of defense always, but they did not have a chance in those shelters. It melted chainsaws. It melted radios. They took us into the canyon about three weeks after the fire. And when they were in there, it was heavily brush, tall brush. When I was in there, that canyon inside of it was gone. It, probably the tallest thing I saw was two or three inches, stumps on trees, and that was it. So, And... When I think back to this fire, I remember the families. I remember yeah. hearing about these firefighters. Can you tell me a little bit about what you knew about that crew and who they left behind? Well, Eric Marsh was big at the Arizona Wildfire Academy. Uh, he was well-known Prescott firefighter. He was the commander of this uh, hotshot crew that was started by former Prescott Fire Chief Darrell Willis. From all that I've heard from their families, this was a very tight-knit group of people, younger guys. Hotshot is probably one of the toughest jobs in firefighting. And, you know, they become brothers, basically. And um, it was shocking that you lose 19 firefighters. It was the worst loss of firefighters Arizona history. It was the worst loss of wildland firefighters in American history since 1933. So this shocked you. Uh, you know, it was a quiet Sunday afternoon. That afternoon, they were trapped in the canyon. By that night, we learned that all of them were dead. Uh, there were memorials afterward. Um, now President Biden uh, spoke at uh, Prescott Valley at the memorial. It's it's a story I'll never forget. I mean, it's going to be one that long after I hang up the microphone, I will never forget this. Can you tell me a little bit about why it hits you so hard? I've always had a real admiration for firefighters. I was around a lot of them in Idaho, certainly Arizona. Some of the best people that I've met were firefighters, were public information officers for various fire agencies. Uh, we've had been fortunate to have some great public affairs people. Um, I met you know, a tremendous amount of firefighters. In Arizona firefighters are just about as good as it gets nationally. They're just good. They deal with mountain fires. They deal with desert fires. They deal with heat. Um, I can't even imagine, you know, going out 100 degrees with 
50 pounds on your back carrying a chainsaw and an axe and a shovel and radios and those heavy boots and everything else. So they're tough. They're tough as nails. Yeah. This was actually when I first started at KTAR as an intern. This was the first story I wrote off with some audio that you had sent back from Yarnell. Ten years ago? Ten years ago. Wow. I didn't think you knew that. But the statistic that really stuck out to me or the thought that really stuck out to me when I was writing back then that I've never forgot was at that point it was the greatest loss of firefighters in the line of duty since 9-11. Yeah. And I remember feeling how monumental this was. And that was one of the first stories I ever wrote here. Yeah. So thinking back that if this sticks with me 10 years later, um, it, it obviously has a big impact. But seeing the impact it's had on you and the stories you've written this week in honor of those who had fallen, I'm curious what thoughts and emotions you have thinking back on this. There's nothing, obviously, you can do to go back and, and change it. You can't turn back the clock. I hope that we never have to deal with anything like this again. One firefighter lost is bad. 19 firefighters lost is, is absolute tragedy. Um, again, it's, it's a group of people that I've really come to really admire. Uh, and they've let me, a lot of them, into that fire world. I mean, I, a lot of my friends are firefighters, and they've been absolutely invaluable in in what I do in covering these things. But it, they've been teachers. They've been friends. I went through the Arizona Welfare Academy. I took the training. Uh, I always had a, a tremendous amount of respect for how tough they are and how hard they work. And I went through the training up there, which is, you know, nothing like being on a fire, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it was it was an eye-opener. So Yeah. And I guess my last question really comes down to one quote I always think about is the people that always run towards the fire are yeah. police, firefighters, and journalists. Yeah. So having been someone who's covered fires for as long as you have, what are those final thoughts that you think the average person might not have insight to? What are those things that you think the general public needs to know about the r 19? That 19, that group of 19, and, and firefighters in general, uh, will do anything and everything they can do to save homes. They have put their lives at risk countless times, many of them. Uh, they've saved homes. They've saved lives. They've saved animals. They've saved cities. I mean, there have been fires that have basically taken cities off the map. We've been very fortunate in Arizona that we haven't had larger cities lost. But, we, I mean, the Rodeo Chetisky fire back in 2002 Destroyed over, I believe it was almost 500 homes and businesses. Second largest fire in history. Wallow Fire was the biggest fire in history, over half a million, and it destroyed, I believe, 32 homes. The Yarnell Fire, comparatively speaking, in Arizona was a very small fire acreage-wise. It doesn't even compare with those two big ones. It's not how big the fire is, it's where it's at. That's the thing that people have to always need to be mindful of. And people anywhere in the state really should be on guard for if they have to evacuate. I mean, get a go kit going. You know, your prescriptions, your wedding pictures, your birth certificates, your wedding, your marriage licenses and stuff like that. Just always be prepared because that's one thing about Arizona. Welfare season pretty well is year-round around here, and it can happen pretty much anywhere. For more on this story and special coverage of the Yarnell Fire's 10-year anniversary, you can head to KTAR.com.